What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful White Hall Drive. That little uh, symbol you just gave me there, that means because you're sitting in Jonathan Massey's deaf, uh, deaf headphones, okay? Yeah, it, 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 it reset my pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm sure it did. I always forget that. And uh, But, yeah, is it better now? Perfect. Okay, very good, very good. Hey, live and on tape from beautiful White Hall Drive here in lovely Kenston, North Carolina. It's hump day. Wednesday, September the 6th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, this is episode 923 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, we have another great show for you here today on Hump Day. Uh, joining us right now, you've already heard his lovely voice. Good to be here. There you go. I just wanted to see if you'd do it again. Uh, but is uh, our good friend Michael Martin. He is uh, our golf expert. He is our life expert. He is our ECU. Dude, you've got the sweetest shirt on, too. I can't even get past anything. And I'm being sincere. I love that shirt. Tell everybody what you're wearing. Uh, it, it's uh, a Brad Elmore t-shirt. Uh, so our good friend... Uh, Brad Elmore, who yep. who left us way too soon. Brian's showing a picture of him that he has on his desk. Uh, T-shirts made uh, to remember our man Brad Elmore, and I'm wearing it proudly this morning. It's my day off, so I don't have to dress up. So it's, Dude, it's you casual walk, Wednesday. You walk down the <laughs> hall, and I had to do a double take because even when you dress light, Dude, you've got you know you've usually got a polo on, and maybe you you'll throw some shorts on every once in a while, show off those great legs. They, but yeah, they, you yeah. know, but you'll have a polo, and you know you'll wear an ascot, you know, <laughs> with your polo. I don't think honestly, I've known you how good lord, dude, uh, ten, years? ten years. Yeah. I was about to say yeah. ten, eleven years or so. I don't think I've ever seen you in a t-shirt. Well, that's I'm being first dead time, serious. First yeah. time for everything. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you didn't mistake me for a uh, intruder <laughs> when I was coming out of the hall. I don't want to see the other end of uh, yeah, the third special. Yeah, 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 yeah. The well protected uh, studios. I like to say. Well, I like I said. I did do it. If you did, you not tell. I did <laughs> I a did, double yes, take. I was yes, like, yes. Again, I mean, I knew you were off today, but I, you know, like I said, I mean, at the very least, dude, where's the ascot at? You don't have that uh, on today. It's 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 tucked away. <laughs> As my away. haberdasher, you're my truth. personal haberdasher. Truth. Truth. There you go. But uh, man, we've got you here for this whole hour. You even hinted you might stay for our second hour, right? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, a shaver person. Yeah, be around in the second hour. I might have to stick around and 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 kick it with Shav for a little while. See, there's out of the pack. I'm telling you, dude, I can't wait to talk to him about the pack. I can't wait to talk to you about ECU. But I'll let you introduce our uh, second guest that's going to be here because you arranged this for him to come in this morning uh, as uh, part of our first hour. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, Our good friend, uh, renowned uh, legal expert and uh, international 
football scholar. Maybe I mixed those up, but John Marshall will be uh, joining us uh, probably about 15 or 20 minutes to discuss the Ryder Cup, and I'm really excited about that. Um, Dude, I got to tell you, I'm excited about that because we have a I, – I think we have a pretty significant golf listening audience, and – Dude, and, and as I'm a peripheral minus fan of golf, <laughs> and I don't mean that. I mean I'd say I'm, you know, I'm neutral. Sure, and maybe a little bit. I mean, I watch the majors. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but and I, I will say this to John. I'll say it to you right now, and I say it with love and adoration. Look me in the eyes when I tell you I'm this here, looking. Michael. My golf geek friends like you, you, you're, are you not? Oh, I am. You know, I most certainly am. I'm a sports nerd. John Dawson is a music nerd. Uh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Paul Whittington, he's a hockey nerd. He right. really isn't a NASCAR nerd. You're my golf nerd friend, you know? Hey, I, I wear it with honor. I know you do, honor man. And pride. So, well, you, you got today off. You going to be uh, knocking a little white ball around somewhere today? I, I may. It's uh, it's a pretty full schedule, so uh, we'll see how it works out. But if I'm lucky. Well, we, we're going to save uh, most of that talk when he gets here because I do want to get through uh, some things here. We've got a big thing I want to talk about here, too, before we uh, get John here on the show. Yeah. But uh, when does Ryder Cup start? Uh, September 29th. Okay, They'll, so we're uh, still yeah, weeks team, out. Well, I think Team USA actually may be in Italy right now. It was either the latter part of this week or next week that the, that team USA was going to go over and see, uh, Marco Simone for the first time for most of those guys, I think. And, um, so it's, it's going to be, uh, this will be a, a good week for our guys to prepare. Uh, I know that Luke Donald and the team, um, that, that manages Marco Simone will, will definitely, uh, put their own touches on it. So it won't be the exact course that Team USA sees when they're over there for a practice round. But um, but, but I do think that this is an important week for our team to, you know, get together, build some camaraderie, and, and, and check out the course for the first time. Here's what I like that puts a smile on my face, Eminem. And I mean this in all sincerity. Sure. This thing is still 23 days out, and you're as geek. Dude, and you smile all the time anyway. You're not a negative person. <laughs> I'm you're, not. You're, you're I'm not. not. But you're geeked out about this, aren't you? I really am. And and, and because <laughs> it's, it, you know, and John, John will, I think, add to this, it's, it's a unique thing for professional golfers to play in a team event and even more so than what lit you know, the live tour is a added some team components, uh, you know, and, and I'm not a fan of that by any means the the live tour, but they, they have brought in team components, but this is different. This is, you know, four ball, you know, where it's four guys playing their own ball and then uh, alternate shot and some things like that that are that are unnatural to the way the PGA Tour operates on a regular basis, which is why I think that you know the U.S. particularly um, you know when they when they travel uh, struggles. I mean, I think last week we talked about it. it's been thirty years since the U.S. has won on international soil. <laughs> And, you know, so I think that is, um, that, that's something to look forward to, to see if this combination of players can, can compete on international soil. I, I'm a big fan of Zach Johnson. Um, and, and actually uh, the, 
the the captain of the international team, Luke Donald, who I, I think is a great he was a great golfer, a, a good person. Yeah, and a lot of this international team are about as American as you know, you or I, Seth yeah. Straka has lived in the United States, I think, his entire life. He's as southern as we are. He's a, went to Georgia. Wow. For goodness sake. And um but you know, all those guys for the most part play college golf in the United States and, and are very much Americanized. Um and um but but they do make up the um the European team and, and, and it's gonna be it, it's going to be great competition. It's exciting. That is awesome, dude. And I, like I said, it excites me that it excites you. How's that? Is that weird? But everybody, I mean, really, dude, you really do. Your eyes light up. And John asked to come on the show. He did. To yeah. uh, talk yeah. Ryder Cup with yeah. you. So, uh, dude, I'm telling you, talk about turning the reins of the show. <laughs> I may go take Molly out, you know. You, you uh, go, dude, you're, you're, you're a very able host, dude. I may just let you. Uh, just keep me away from the board. There you go. There you go. No buttons. No buttons. But that's going to be a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, you two uh, in here talking about golf. Uh, before we get to that, I've been I've teased it a couple or teased it uh, Monday and Tuesday, but I did get to go see uh, our our friend uh, Junius Smith yesterday in Fable. Man, lots of great news to report, Michael. You and I talked about it a little bit uh, before we got started here. And, um, and, and hey, go ahead, and, please. And I will always say. The only reason I'm sitting here is to keep this seat warm for Genius. Genius is Genius is the Wednesday man, and uh, and, and this seat is just uh, it's aching to to have Genius back in it. Not only because he is uh, of much slighter build than myself, but also <laughs> because he is incredibly talented and and the listeners in Kinston and and Lenore County and all over Eastern North Carolina miss his perspective on local sports, especially. Um, and, and I can't wait to, to give this seat back to him, but I, I like everyone else. I'm I'm very excited to hear. Well, let me tell you, uh, he's back at home. He's been at home since his past Friday in Fayetteville and, uh, man got to his mom and dad. I told you this in the pregame here and I'll say it here and I've said it here plenty of times too. Dude, arguably the most positive people that I've met. And you, and you know what? You have to be when you're in a situation like that. I Without know a you doubt. do. Without you know, a doubt. And you as a father, you can understand that. I mean, if your For child sure. had suffered For something sure. like what he suffered with, you know, having a, a brain cancer and all yeah. that, I mean, dude, you would be in the same boat. I mean, and, and you are a very positive parent. But I got to tell you, the highlight, and there were several highlights, but was, you know, or his dad was sitting on the front porch waiting for me, and I go in and you could just watch his face light up and he smiled, which he hadn't really been able to do when the last time I saw him five or six weeks ago. And, uh, man, I sat and I called him up with everything, Mike. I mean, everything. I mean, I told him all the, I mean, dude, I had my laptop with me. So I told him, (laughs) I'm telling you, dude, I told him about all the sports have been going on, how all the football season has been going. Now I will say this. He's still not able to speak yet. Okay, he's still uh, he, he's struggling with walking right now. Uh, there's but he's got therapists coming in a couple of days a week helping him with that. And here's the thing, and like I said, it's going to be slow, Mike. I mean, that's sure. the thing that well, sure. well, no, I, no, not sure because I I know Junius and I know how quick he is and just everything, and that's the part that's frustrating to me. Is just it's going to be a slow process. He's not going to be you know like you said filling that seat, and I'm with you. I want him to be back and. 
but it's going to be a while. It's going to be, and I don't know what that what a while means. Yes, I'm doing air quotes sure. for people who you know are listening. I don't know what that it's going to be. Is it going to be six months? Is it going to be a year? Is it going to be two years? Who knows? That's in God's hands. You know, and sure. it's out of they our hands. Not. It's in God's hands. But I will say this: from the last time I saw him physically with my own eyes, which honestly was before Linda and I went on our long vacation, so it's been about six weeks ago since I'd seen him to now. Dude, the last time I saw him, Mike, he had a feeding tube in his stomach. He uh, <laughs> he couldn't really focus in on anything. And while he still can't speak yet, he does try. And he can shake his head yes and shake his head no. And uh, and he can laugh. I mean, or it's maybe not, you know, ha, 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 ha kind of laugh. But, right. you know, it, it was just a good visit, man. That's it was awesome. a good visit. That's awesome Again, to hear. I'm impatient, Mike. You know I am. I, I mean, I, I and you're the same way. We Absolutely. want him to be up and driving no to game, to game, to game. That's a that's a ways off. That's still a ways off. But the improvements are awesome, dude. The fact that uh, there've been there's been nearly thirty thousand dollars raised to help him and his family is just amazing. I love this community. Uh, in fact, Ariel Epstein got up with me a couple of days ago, and I know what it was. I sent her a picture. You know how. Uh, Facebook has that six years ago, seven yeah, years sure, ago. Yeah, sure, sure. Memories. Well, Monday, exactly, the yeah. memory thing. Six years ago, Monday was when the Down East Wood Ducks clinched the, uh, the whatever it was, the Carolina Lee, West, East, whatever it was called then, up at Campbell. And a whole bunch. Did you go with us to that? I did not. I, I couldn't remember. Well, there was yeah. a bunch of us there. Yeah, it was probably, no, I wanted to, but it yeah. just didn't work out. I, we thought about it. Yeah. yeah. There were probably 35 or 40 of us that went. And like I said, I couldn't remember everybody. But there was a great picture that popped up on my memories of Ariel, me, and Junius. And so I sent it to Ariel. Yeah, Ariel and I communicate yeah, quite sure. a bit. And I sent it to her. And she was like, well, how's he doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know. Eventually, she ends up posting that picture and a couple other pictures on Twitter and said, "Hey, can you help my? Can you help our friend?" Ends up raising another fifteen hundred dollars. That's awesome. Just due to Ariel. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you did leave the door unlocked, right? I did. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I think I just saw him pull up. Cool. So uh, good deal. Uh, but anyway, Mike, it was a good visit. Uh, his dad is like an accomplished smoker. I mean, like a meat smoker. <laughs> that didn't sound right. An accomplished smoker. Yes. He's called chain smokers. There you go. Yeah. He probably, well, my, my true smoke guys will uh, love this. I let, I, he fed me lunch yesterday of, uh, ribs and brisket. And nice. I came home with some nice. ribs because uh, they love Linda. Uh, Junius's parents love Linda too. And they're like, take this to Linda. He's ringing the doorbell. Do you mind? Going and getting him. Absolutely. Thank you, dude. But uh, he, because uh, he may be trying to come to the front door, and that will, he won't be able to do that for sure. So, anyway, uh, but he sent some uh, ribs for Linda, and uh, I may have uh, brought them all instead of eating some of them myself. <laughs> okay, I didn't do that. I uh, I, I brought uh, them for Linda. But it was a good visit. It was a very good visit. Okay. Uh, but, uh, Junius, we love you, buddy. And, uh, man, just can't wait for you to be back at 100% or as close to 100% as we can get. Okay, uh, let us talk about Down East Wood Ducks, which we will have uh, uh, Shiver Person will be joining us in the second hour. They did lose last night 4-2. to two. Man, I got two guys. We're, we're all just guys wearing shorts today. This is awesome. I passed right by and sit right there. There you go. I, 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 sat, I, I passed right by Campbell yesterday on, uh, on I-95 on my way down to Fayetteville yesterday. All ro- go ahead and put those on dude all roads do lead to Bowie's creek don't they they do absolutely 
There you go. But uh, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Uh, dude, it's very awesome to have you here with us, too. Uh, we are, uh, well, I guess I should tell everybody, John Marshall. You didn't go to the front door, did you? I, I didn't know. I, I ended up uh, texting him. He pointed to me to the back door. I, that so I is got awesome. Him. That is him. awesome. But, uh, well, welcome to the uh, plush, well-lit, well-protected uh, well office studio, my friend. It's where all the magic happens. This is absolutely where all the – you get to pick out a bobblehead to take on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got a coach looking at you right there, there Coach Godwin. Got He's going to whisper some words of encouragement to you I, before I'll you leave. I'll, I'll take all I can get. I know you will. I do, too. So, uh, I did want to give everybody an update. Like I said, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks last night, uh, they lose 4-2. to two, And uh, we'll go more in-depth with this. We've got uh, Shiver Person coming in in our second hour with us here today uh, to uh, talk about the Down East Wood Ducks. This is the last week of the regular season for them. So, uh, we're, very, we're very excited about that. They've got uh, a game today. They've got uh, games all the way through Sunday, too. So, we will talk about that. Okay, uh North Lenore last night, they opened up their uh, home part of their schedule. And uh, they were taking on CBA Cock. I don't know if you know or not. They're undefeated this year to this point. They're uh, and continue to be undefeated as they beat North Lenore last night 56 to 6. Now, uh, North Lenore all time is 17 and 24 against uh, Acock uh, in a series that dates back to 1964. The Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week this week is going to be Friday night, Richlands. Visit South Lenore. It'll be our first chance to see the Blue Devils this year. Very exciting about that. And that's a series that dates back to 1965. This will be the 52nd game of that rivalry. Uh, the Wildcats lead 33-18 to overall, including last year's 27-21 win in Richlands. Uh, this is what's neat, and I think they've got a really good chance to do it. The last time South Lenore beat Richlands in deep run was in 2006. Uh, and so I think that's going to be a good chance for that. Washington is, and I can tell you, what, we'll give you all, I got gentlemen in here wanting to talk Ryder cup and talk <laughs> golf. So I'm going to blaze through this real quick. Kenson hosts Washington this week. Kenson's two and one Washington is zero and two North Lenore after having played last night, have to turn around and play Friday night. Again, they'll be traveling to, uh, uh, Beaufort to take on East Carteret. Both teams are zero and three going into that game. Jam Mariners. That, ah, that's right. That's your uh, alma mater. <laughs> well, let me tell you this, though, dude. Uh, your Mariners have been outscored 138, oh, 138 to nothing in the first three games of the season. I'm well aware. So my, my baseball buddies at LCC, uh, that they've been keeping me up, updated. And uh, the Mariners lost a lot off of last year's team. So, uh, <clears throat> hey. Well, you know what the good news is about North and North traveling to East Carteret Friday night? They get to go down east. Well, that too. That too. It, maybe I'll talk to Coach Dale. Maybe they need to leave an hour or two early, get him a shrimp burger too. No doubt. Because I no know, doubt. you know, a real shrimp burger. No doubt. Somebody's coming away Friday night with a win. Truth. Both teams 0-3. Truth. Struggling here early this season. Somebody's going to come away with a win, and we'll see who that's going to be. Uh, where'd you go to high school, John? I went to Vance Senior High up in Henderson. Okay. Yeah. Is it, is it, what's it called now? Cause I think well, they split it. They split it. It was Northern and Southern. And now I think they've gone back and combined it again. I think they have. We were at the time we were a four, a school cause we were the only high school in the County. And we were in the big seven conference with Durham and Chapel Hill and Hillside. And so, yeah, it was, it was rough and tumble. <laughs> Dude, I am telling you, and I can, I wish I could take credit for this idea. You got, y'all know Justin Hill, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Justin, great kid, man. I mean, I, I call him the kid. In fact, uh, we had a fantasy draft the other night together uh, that, in a league we're in together. But uh, Justin had this great idea, and I'm pretty sure you and I have talked about it before, Mike. But uh, 
He said, you know, we should have Lenore County High School combined north, north, uh, south, Lenore, and Kinston. You know where he said it should be? Right down the hill here at Vernon Park Mall. Tear down, raise uh, Vernon Park Mall. Build it there. The school board or the school system is already right there beside it yep, anyway. Yep. And just build a top-notch 4A school, which is what we would be. We would be a 4A school. Yep. We'd be in the same conference with New Bern and uh, whoever all those schools in New Bern and the Fayetteville schools, I guess. Yeah, there would be more travel, but I I would love to see that day. Your thoughts on that, John Marshall? Well, see, I'm old enough to remember when Kiston High School played New Bern and Rocky Mount. I right. saw Phil Ford and – and mock Jim. Um, I mean, I saw, I saw some players come through, and so those ball games were electric. Um, and and Kinston's got such a great history, and and Lenore County too, for that matter. The Donald Ingram down in South Lenore, but, absolutely. But we we've, we've got such a great history of great basketball and great football. I just think, I just think we would be such a more a much better program if we were all had all the talent in one place. I got to tell you, and I agree. I agree. Well, your thoughts, Mike. Well, it pains me to ever agree with Jacques Passelag, but <laughs> but he, I heard him say one time that, you know, public education is the one place where the consumer is not necessarily always the focus. And while it's a very libertarian thought from Jacques, right? And while I don't, yeah, you know, I, I don't know the logistics of how it will work out. But what I do know is is if you can capture all your resources, and our county has tremendous resources, but they're spread thin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're able to capture all your resources, whether it is you know the academically, athletically, um, financially, then you're going to be able to offer a better product, and you're going to be able to um, potentially produce better, you know, young men and women with a greater opportunity to leave the county and do amazing things or, for that matter, stay in the county and do amazing Correct. things. But, um, but unfortunately, you know, resources d- are diluted because they're spread, you know, all over. And, yeah, I, and I understand that this is a, a subject that, makes many people cringe and yeah, well and the, what bothers me about that mike and you're right but it is it's the folks in the southern part of the county that it and i mean i'm just going to call it out mm-hmm. i mean it is what it is i know when i was with the paper and we approached this a couple of times i remember writing a couple of columns about it and it was the folks down in the southern part of the county that just weren't fans of this for whatever reason and and let me say this i can understand it to a degree because at South Lenore, it is a community school. South Lenore High School is a community school. It has been since it was Deep Run High School and Pink Run, Pink Hill High School, and they are they're a tight bunch. It's a, it's a and I say this as a compliment. It's a bunch of farmers down there uh, for the most part who they have they have supported their school. The richest school in this county by far, and I don't have it well other than Parrot Academy, obviously. Sure. But the the richest public school in Lenore County is South Lenore. No question. You go to you guys are golfers. Have you ever played in their golf tournament before? I have. Mm-hmm. It's quite a it's quite a show. <laughs> quite a it show. It is quite a show. And they'll raise sixty five and seventy thousand dollars a year just by that. Poor has the kin and I'm not denigrating anybody. And I don't want anybody to go back to Diesel or to North Lenore or anything. Brian Hanks was talking crap about your school. But I can tell you this, I'm pretty sure that the booster club and 
that Kent's has not raised sixty-five or seventy thousand dollars in the last ten years, and that's not again. It's a different base of parents. I mean, you've got the parents with money at South and North that you don't necessarily have at North North that you don't have at Kenston. I'm not making you cringe over there, am I, Mike? No. Nah, nah. <laughs> there you go. I just, but if you combine all those resources together, John and Mike, and you had a centralized high school and you had everybody in this county saying, hey, we don't want to just make South and or better or North and or better or Kenston better. And you had all that together. And like you said, the resources all together in one place. Golly, man, it would just be awesome. It would be, what would we call them, though? The Lenore County, what would be a good nickname for a Lenore County High School? I don't know. That'd be, they can't figure out what the Washington football team ought to be. I don't yeah. know that I can figure and it do out. You recall, <laughs> and do you recall the great debate about what our baseball team was going to be called? I mean, yeah. that was, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was uh, 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 Lenore Internet. County Wood Ducks. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> um, but it. Wait a minute. We wouldn't be called Down East High School, would we? We would not. No. No, we would We're not, not Down East. No. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but I recall uh, when I was involved with the Young Professionals of Lenore County, a, a meeting that we had with uh, county leadership, and this subject was broached, and um, a leader of – a county leader said that if it were to ever happen that – the largest charter school in the state would be in the Pink Hill Deep Run area. Yeah, no, you're and, right. And, well, and but but I mean, and, and 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 he may be right, but I don't know that that's a really good reason to not explore those type of things. And I would be curious to to know what the motivation to be a part of that charter school would be when you would have the opportunity to offer your kid the best resources you know, that our county has to offer. That's not the to get into the public school debate or anything yeah. of that nature. But Well, yeah. the the more sensible solution, and we're, we're three people that are heavily invested, all three of us in Lenore County, would probably be, you know what, just leave South Lenore alone again. They've done, and just combine North Lenore and Kenston. Right. Now, I don't think you could build a school at the mall, but maybe you could, you know, I don't or where the mall well, area is. I, I, I would love know. to see the mall owners donate the land. Would that not be? I know that's probably highly uh, unlikely, but wouldn't it be I, awesome to see I that? I don't know what they're going to do with it right now. I mean, it, it would seem to me, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I drive past that mall like everybody else does every day and wonder, and I don't, I do know, I don't have the answers. And it breaks my heart. I mean, when I moved here, and I know you guys have – well, you and I have about the same history, Mike, but you have a long well, history I, here, John. But, but I remember one of the funniest things my, my mom likes to share from time to time when we moved down east, my first day at school <laughs> in Atlanta. You mean to Kinston when you moved down east to Kinston? Uh, no, when we left, when we left <laughs> Kinston to go down east, um, you know, one of the first days of school – she said that I asked my teacher where the mall was. Yeah. Because when we left Kinston in the early 80s, Vernon Park Mall was a, a significant a significant source of commerce. I mean, wow. and not just for Kinston, for surrounding areas. People came to Kinston to shop here, you know, at, at what we had downtown and, and and what we had at the mall and, and – yeah, and the world changes, and and that's okay. And and in totality, Eastern North Carolina is probably stronger now because of the growth that has taken place around 
in the town surrounding Kinston, but you know, in the eighties and, and and the early part of the nineties, Kinston was the hub of commerce in Eastern North Carolina. I'm telling you, I got here in 02, gentlemen, and I mean that mall was was rocking. I mean, it really was. And I mean, I, and it's sad that I've seen it go from what it was in 02. And people tell me, and like, you can probably tell me, John, and even you, Mike, that it was on its downward slide in 02, but it was still, I was very impressed that we had such a, a thriving mall. And pe- people say, well, malls don't, can't do anything. Man, we went to Smithfield over the weekend, over the Labor Day weekend. Linda and I did. You couldn't get a parking space, John and Mike. You yeah. couldn't. I mean, I tried to park at the Nike, you mm-hmm. know, where the Nike part is, obviously, all three of us do. We had to park a quarter of a mile away because there were no parking spaces. So don't tell me that malls can't survive. Maybe they it struggles here in Kinston, but my dream, okay, okay, I've already told you about my dream of, uh, you know, building a centralized high school, okay, I, and I do. I would love to see that. If I win the lottery, by God, we're doing it, okay, and you're going to call it, it's not going to be Lenore County High School, it's going to be Brian Hanks High School, okay? <laughs> anyway. That's B-H-H-S. It. Yeah, yeah, there you are. just call it Hanks High School. I'll be fine with that, HHS. But uh, I would love, and there was, wasn't there this conversation, you guys are movers and shakers more than me, but I remember in the 2010, 2011, 2012 range, them talking about building a Smithfield type outlet place between here and Newburn, yeah. maybe even in Lenora County. Uh, whatever ha- do you remember that? I, one? I remember there was some land cleared on the yeah. on, between here and Newburn, yeah. and and there have been some things that have been built there, but not that. And yeah. I, I'm like you, I heard what I heard, but I never knew for sure. God, why could we do so, something well, like in Lenora County I, though? Yeah, I think, and I mean, put it on seventy where all that traffic's going between Kinston and Newburn. Well, and, it'll be forty-two then, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but retail is cyclical, and you know, I think if you look at areas that are uh, that have developed, you know, leading to you know the mall beginning to struggle <laughs> and things like that, you know, you look at areas like um, Newburn and and Greenville. You know, retail, when towns start, it starts in the center of town, and that's where Main Street and those type of things are. And then as, as towns develop it, they they tend to stretch out. And then, you know, as things evolve um, and, and, and the things on the outskirts of town begin to struggle, then where – where you tend to see growth is back downtown again. And we saw that, um, we saw that with the things that went on downtown and, and I think there's efforts being made for those type of things to continue. And we can only hope. And it's it's a numbers game too. I mean, the, the, the person that, that selects where a target goes, looks at demographics, looks at numbers. And if you don't have certain benchmarks, there's nothing you can say to make them come and if you have those benchmarks, there's nothing you to do you can do to keep them from coming. Well, I'll tell you this: I remember before Starbucks came, that everybody was like, "Oh, it's going to last six months in Kansas." Not everybody, but several people. You know, there's always a negative mm-hmm. Nellie's. Not Mike and I, because Mike and I, we are always uh, we're always so positive about everything. But, uh, but everybody's like, "We're not." Everybody. Several people were like, "Oh, Starbucks will last six months." You can't go past Starbucks and not see. I mean, at any well, time is- of the day five or six or seven cars in line, sometimes even to the point where the line is stretched out into 
uh, the parking lot of Walmart and all that. So, well, that is yeah, you know, that is going to be the hub of commerce in Lenore County with you know. Right Fried chicken, yeah, you know, the heart of fried chicken right there. <laughs> Smithfield <laughs> Royal Farms and our good friend John McFall's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> if you can't get fried chicken right there, buddy, you're never going to get Have it Have y'all anywhere. tried that? Is it open yet? Is that gas It's not open yet that I know of. Okay. Well, I drive by it every day, so oh, I'll do, be so I'll you. be able to I'll I will call in live and report the first it. morning I see it. Well, I'm excited about that. You know, I'm excited about it opening and the new car wash that's going to be opening uh, down there, too, where uh, Golden Corral used to be. That is, heck, you know what? Forget all, I mean, I love all that, but go a half mile up towards uh, your place of employment and let's let's put that uh, mini Smithfield there, you know? I think I know a guy who owns some property out there that would probably be interested in helping you out with that project. I would just love, listen, all three of us sitting in this room right now want nothing but the best for Kenston and Lenore County. And uh, the more things we bring in here, the better we all are. Correct. It it increases our home values. It it lowers our tax bill when you have those businesses coming in. So, anyway, uh, okay, I'll get off my stump there. How did we even get on that? We were talking about... uh, I guess combining all three of the high schools. That's, anyway, right. There you That's go. right. This we, is what happens, John, when Mike and I start talking. And we get all, It's like an eight-lane highway, and we're over in this lane. Then we switch four lanes over here. So I, I'm glad I was on the Committee 100 for about 28 years. I'm glad. <laughs> there you go. I, I could understand what y'all are talking about. We're, down, we're down to three. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, other games Friday night. Uh, Parrot is at home. And I know if you look at an original schedule, it says Parrot is supposed to be at Liberty Christian Richlands. That has been changed. It's been moved to Parrot Academy. It'll start at 7 o'clock at Hodges Field. Liberty Christian taking on Parrot. Green Central is at home against Eastern Wayne. Aiden Griffin is at home against Pamlico County. Jones Senior is off. Bethel doesn't begin their season until September 22nd. Uh, LCC Volleyball, they're now 4-2. and two. Uh, They play at home Thursday against Sand Hills Community College. Uh, the FIBA World Cup, a good game yesterday for the United States. Brandon Ingram in the United States, uh, they won yesterday. They're in the knockout stage, and I believe they play again tomorrow morning. I should have had that here in front of me. Don't forget, you, you've got the shirt on, so I've got to bring it up. Bradfest is uh, uh, October the 21st, Saturday, October 21st from 3 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park in downtown Kenston. The bands include the Something Else Band with our good friend Mickey Weatherington, uh, the Wicked Shimmies, Dewdrops, 8-Track, and the headliner is the Mac and Juice Quartet. Uh, there'll be an after party and lots of sponsorship possibilities, but goodness gracious alive. I, I think they've got about 60 sponsors for it already, which is awesome. The Brian Hank Show is one of them, too. So, okay, let me, uh, i tell you what, let me uh, tell you about uh, Lenore Community College before I turn this uh, party over to these gentlemen. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you to Richie Honeycutt and Dr. Rusty Hunt and all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And so we've got a solid 25 minutes here of Ryder Cup talk. So for people that we've been teasing this the whole time, they're saying, start talking about golf. Well, here we go. Take it away, Mike Martin. 
So we talked a little bit before you got here, John, about you know that this will be 30 years since the U.S. has won on international soil. And um, what I think is kind of interesting, and, and the two captains of these teams with, with Zach Johnson and Luke Donald, you know, they kind of came along at a similar time in golf and, you know, both have ties to, you know, the Midwest with, you know, um, Zach Johnson being from Iowa and Luke Donald being being a, a Northwestern grad. But what I find interesting about them is they were both tremendous golfers with incredible success, but were sort of, yeah, if you were to say who were the the stalwarts of you know professional golf during their era, you go down the list a right good ways before you came to Zach Johnson in the United States and Luke Donald in for your, representing Europe. You would. Um, so Zach's got a better playing record than Luke because he's won a Masters and he's won a British Open and he won the British Open and I think it was. 15 when, when it was in at St. Andrews. Um, and he spent a fair amount of time as an assistant captain and got himself in line to be captain. Um, and his politics was right relative to that. You know, Luke Donald got thrust into this when Henrik Stenson went to the live tour, resigned his European tour membership. Um, arguably Henrik Stenson has a better playing record than, than, um, Luke Donald, although Luke Donald did make it to number one, was number one for a period of time when he was in his prime. Um, but yeah, he, he Luke got thrust into this, and um, and so they they I think the other similarity between the two of them is their games are somewhat similar. Neither one of them are bombers. Um, both of them made their made their money on their short games, um, and so I think that um, that that'll bring a perspective. Um, that may be, be di- may be different than some others. Now, you, I, I, I posted a little uh, Facebook post saying that you know, renowned legal scholar and uh, international <laughs> golf expert would be joining us here today. That's and, a gross and, overstatement. And, and we, and we've <laughs> discuss- man of mystery, <laughs> right? Right. Hyperbole <laughs> reigns. Well, you know, my PR firm, <laughs> you might be our first client, but um, with. With your familiarity with um, European golf courses, Marco Simone, I mean, it, it's a relatively new course, right? Or redesigned? Yeah, it's new. Uh, the de- redesign's new. Uh, look, I've, I've spent 21 days in Italy riding around drinking wine. I have never seen a golf course in Italy. <laughs> I, you know, they, they've got the Molinari brothers and Constantino Rocca, and they're the only three Italian golfers I've ever heard of. Sure. So, you know, they they've selected this venue, I think, as a means by which to kind of share the wealth. I mean, a, a purist would say, "Well, why would you ever have a Ryder Cup anywhere except GB and I?" But but in sixteen they went to, um, not not sixteen and eighteen they went to uh, La French National uh, in Paris, and now in tw- in twenty three they're at at, uh, at Marco Simone. Nobody knows a whole lot about the golf course. Um, I listened to the No Laying Up podcast yesterday. They spent a bunch of time talk, trying to talk about the golf course. They don't know much about the golf course. Everybody says it's going to be hilly. Everybody says the fairways are somewhat generous, which is unusual for a European setup. 
But they say there's not much rough, and then if you get out of the rough, you can't find your golf ball. Right. Wow. And so historically what, print, what, what Europeans have done is they set the golf course up where it's very penal off the tee, and it, and it just it really hurts us in terms of our bombers. They generally set the, um, the, 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 the greens are, are fairly slow, and they generally have a lot of rough. And so, um, and that's their that's their right. They get to set the golf course up within certain um, rails. So it, it'll be interesting to see what the golf course is all about. And I, I think there are a lot of people don't know. I think the team, the American team's going over there this week for a couple of days. Yeah, I I'd heard that on the Golf Channel, and um, but you know, my thoughts on that are, you know, the course that they see today versus the course that they'll see in three weeks when they arrive there to play in competition. Yeah, that, and that, as you pointed out, I mean, that's part of having the home field advantage. And I think that that might be where the Americans have a bit of a disadvantage because most of the guys that make up Team Europe, I mean, I think there's probably four guys who don't play on the PGA Tour with, with regularity, but that's – somewhat sort of the difference is they're accustomed to playing courses in the United States versus our guys are not as familiar with European courses. That's true. And I think they have had some European events at that venue over the past several years as a means by which some of those guys have gotten inter- introduced to the golf course. So we'll, it, it'll be, you know, golf courses do make a be- make a difference. Um, the, the whole process has gotten so sophisticated with its data-driven uh, statistical views of, of how – and there's so much data that's available out there for you with the shot, during the shot link era. So they'll um, – there's a lot of data to crunch, and um, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see how that all turns out. Yeah, I, Brian and I have talked a fair amount about the makeup of – the United States team, um, you know, leading up to uh, Zach Johnson announcing his his captain's picks, um, you know, it, it's well known who the who the players were that um, qualified on the points. But I found his captain's picks to be interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on on those guys? So you only deserve to be on the Ryder Cup team if you make it on points. Beyond that, there's there's no meritocracy to it. Um, and there there's two schools of thought at least. In the '90s and the early 2000s, um, there were not nearly as many captains' picks, and as many as ten would make it on points and two on picks. Right, and there was a theory based on the way the Europeans were doing it, which they were doing it different, that while we may have a team of the best golfers, we may not have the best team because some of those folks are, you know, statistically the the 10 best golfers on the PGA Tour, but they don't have chemistry and they don't have camaraderie and they they don't like each other or they, you know, you take somebody like Tiger who's been programmed as a, since he was a child, just to beat the brains out of everybody yeah. he's around, 
every single week, and then you thrust him in a in a in a Ryder Cup team for one week, and you say, okay, now now play kumbaya and be that's, friends, and, and that's that's <laughs> not in his DNA. So there was, you, you remember the blow up in fourteen, where they they took down Watson at the press conference. Yeah. That and might have been the that actually might have been the fall of Phil Mickelson though. <laughs> that and, was the beginning, certainly the yeah. tipping point. And why yeah. is that? Why is that? So he he or, like I said, I, I hate to interrupt. No, y'all, no, but no, just, no. But that's I mean that's important in terms yeah. of the Ryder Cup history because yeah. that's when they said they were going to create a task force. That's when they you know Phil got asked the question because they had played really well in '08 when Azinger was the captain, and Azinger went through this huge process of. And he, and, he, and he did a lot of research, and he, and he studied how the Navy SEALs put their pods together in terms of how they work together and personality testing and things like that. And so he created a pod system and let the players be part of it, and they took ownership in it, and, 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 they, and, and it worked. And it worked. Now I'll talk um, at some point about, you know, you still have to play well. But, but it worked. And so Mickelson was asked at the press conference, well, you know, how, wh- what do you think about what went on this weekend and what do you think in the past, like in, 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 in 2008, worked was different that made you successful? Well, he launched into a 20-minute rip <laughs> of Tom Watson. And I'm not saying, and I'm a huge Tom Watson fan. I don't think he did a great job as a captain in 2014. He just kind of went over there and flew by the seat of his pants and said, boys, play good. <laughs> but, but always play good. Yeah, but but on the other hand, what Mickelson, the point he made, and he wasn't wrong. His his method was a little different than probably most people wanted it to be. But he said, you know, we need to have more ownership in our team. The players need to have more ownership in that team, and so they set up the task force. Sixteen rolls around. They've 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 gone to a data driven analysis like the Europeans are doing instead of flying by the seat of their pants. The players are much more invested in the process. They've got ownership in the process. They've got opinions that are paid attention to in the process. And they just beat the tar out of the Europeans in 2016. Just beat them, beat them breathless. Mm-hmm. But then go to 18, and I don't know quite what they were thinking, but they were their horses for courses, and some players got picked that were not necessarily suited for those golf courses. And we got taken down completely again. And then it goes the other way in twenty in twenty one at Whistling Straits. So all that's a long way of saying this. I mean, good play solves all problems. The your basketball Roy Williams said the team look always looks better when the ball's going in the basket. Golfers always look better when the balls are going in the hole. Um I played in team events where I didn't know my partner and I didn't know anybody I was playing with. And played really, really well. And other times where we just played so good, you couldn't hardly stand it. And so, you got to play good. And and the form issue is is the issue here. But I think what and I've gone off on, on a tangent. But to answer your question, what we they, do that here, okay, John. What, but what, to 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 what they did was they took the approach that we got six guys that are in on merit. We're going to let those six guys have a lot of input into her in terms of the other six guys they've got all these stats out there that they're looking at and so when you when you look at a somebody like a keegan bradley or cam young who are or well within inside the 12 but they get snubbed for justin thomas who hadn't been able to break an egg a lot of people are scratching their head and i i am too i scratch my head over jordan Spieth's pick yeah. if, if that's a narrow golf course jordan hits it all over the golf course 
But on the other hand, if you go to what they wanted in 14 and we want to have ownership and we want to have chemistry and not be playing with people that we don't know and don't like, you know, again, good play solves all problems. They go over there and play great and win. They were they were geniuses. They go go over there and stink it up. You're bozos. So, and let let me reset here real quick. You are listening to uh, John Marshall and Mike Martin here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. And uh, in fact, let me throw a sponsor in here real quick. You guys catch your breath. Want to thank our good friends over at Woodman Life. Uh, I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for about 15 years. I couldn't be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice and Jared Edwards of Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kinston. Now, that's beside Highland Furniture and across from Cell Auto Mall. And also, got to thank our good friends, uh, David Moody and the folks over at Rendell Parrot Academy. They're the largest independent, non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville. In fact, if you're listening to this show right now over terrestrial radio, you can send your child to a Rendell Parrot Academy. APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenston. Again, one of our day one sponsors. Thank you, David Moody. Thank you, Parrot Academy. And... Back to the the Ryder Cup preview and the the golf show here on the Brian Hanks show. I love it, it. Classes up the joint a little bit, you know, having you guys in here. So that, you ought to you ought to see some of the guys I hang out I with to play say, golf. We've <laughs> never been uh, that's never been something associated with us. Um, but it, back back to the golf. Yeah, and you you talked about the 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 Watson Azinger and John. I think one of the issues with that would have been the fact that. Watson to follow Azinger should not have been the natural progression of American captains. Watson should have preceded him. And and you see a difference, in my opinion, in the philosophy of of how the game has changed. The game has gone from, you know, something that is um natural to something that is I think some would say overanalyzed almost now. Um, and, and I think, you know, the critiques of the makeup of, of these teams has been overanalyzed as well. But when I look at team, the, the American team, you know, there's some natural pairings, you know, you've got Sam Burns with Scotty Scheffler, you've got Jordan Spieth with Justin Thomas, um, the guys that to me will be outliers in terms of pairings would be you know Wyndham Clark and and Brian Harmon you know two guys who coming into 23 uh, I don't think would have been on on the top of anyone's list to make the Ryder Cup but you know those guys winning majors propelled them in points and and then Brooks Kepka how do you see you know those three guys 
being paired? You know, uh, Harmon's a Harmon's a world class putter, um, and he's a good ball striker. He's not terrifically long. Um, I could see him doing really well in foursomes with the right partner. Um, Wyndham Clark has kind of has kind of been thrust on the scene fairly quickly, and and there's not a lot of nobody knows a lot about him except he won a U.S. Open and one other tournament this year, and he's obviously a great player. I could see him with Kepka. I, I I don't think the Kepka thing is nearly what Brandel Chambly blew it up to be. Um, they all know Kepka. They all like Kepka. Kepka wasn't part of the litigation. He didn't sue the PGA Tour. He hadn't mouthed off. Hadn't denigrated the tour like some, some others. Um, by all by all indications, when he showed up at majors, he gets along with everybody. You put Wyndham and Kepka in a four, in a four ball, that's a birdie fest. They um, hit it off the planet. They're yeah. long, long. So um, you know, again, you you, you got to play good, and that's really it. I mean, the, but people don't. There's a certain arrogance in, in American golf that we just ought to win. And in the old days, yeah, we we ought to win. But those guys have gotten a lot better. You know, when you had the generation that came up, Seve, um, Faldo, Longer, Woosnam, uh, th- those guys, th- those guys elevated everybody's games over there. And so, I, I think the star of the Ryder Cup is going to be Ludwig Aberg. I th- I agree wholeheartedly. He has been coming on for two years. He qualified onto the PGA Tour by way of the. You have to say hello to the executive hey, producer. Hey, Linda, how are you? <laughs> he qualified onto the PGA Tour. Um, by way of PGA Tour U, he he the 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 college entry system, sure, and uh, and and you his trajectory is just it's just going straight up, and he won last weekend in Switzerland, and um, I I think he I think he's going to be the star of the Ryder Cup, and and I am I don't I think it's going to be a close match. I do not not like Europe's chances. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and when you look at the European team, and, and Brian, they were announced Monday? Was right. it Monday? Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Um, and, and so Lud, Ludwig Aberg, who – No, you're right, Monday. They did Monday. Te- Texas, I think he's a Texas Tech uh, Red Raider. And, um, yeah, it, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton – Nikolai Hogard, uh, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Robert McIntyre, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Rose, and Sepp Straka. You know, of the guys that, that make up this team, uh, Aberg, uh, Hogard, and McIntyre, I think are the only three that are not PGA Tour members. And... Um, yeah, I I know Hogarth's played in some majors, and he has a twin. Does he have a twin brother? I think it is. You know, but I think the at, at least from what I hear, Shane Lowry was probably the only surprising pick, and I think he's probably the Justin Thomas of the European team. I mean, he's there because of what he brings to the team 
off the golf course probably as, as much as he will on the golf course. Um, but <laughs> the interesting thing to me about the dynamics of the European team is Aberg and Roy McIlroy probably hit it as far as any two human beings on the planet. And that's more of an American style of play. True. But Aberg won last weekend on a golf course that doesn't doesn't really require that type of and, and McElroy's won on golf courses that don't really require that. Um you know, neither one of them Aberg's Aberg will get better. McElroy has not really gotten better on his approach shots around the greens. Um and his putting can be a little bit suspect. And these things typically boil down to a putting contest to an extent. He who's got the hot putter for sure generally wins. Um, and and the the margins on the ball striking are generally pretty razor thin unless somebody's just having a bad week. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think I think that uh, you just can't McElroy's record. It's just, it, you can't ever bet against him. And I and I wouldn't be surprised to see. Aberg and Hovland play together. Well, Team you, Scandinavia. And you talk about you talk about a guy who was red hot. I mean, in Atlanta, I mean, Victor Hovland was lights out. Um, you know, I mean, that that was a tremendous final round at, at, in Atlanta with he and um, and Shoffley. But I think that um, I, I think. What's also interesting to me is, you know, the the Walker Cup was this past weekend. And so for those who don't know, the Walker Cup is sort of the amateur Ryder Cup. It's made up of um, amateur players from the United States and uh, Great Britain and Ireland. And the United States won in a comeback. I mean, I think they had trailed most of the event and, and... they they rallied and and won, and and have are there parallels between what's taking place and and that was in Europe by the way, um, but are there parallels between the Ryder Cup and the Walker Cup in terms of team success? Well, if you look at uh, if you look at the Ryder I mean the Walker Cup records of some of the guys that are on the Ryder Cup team now, you would say yes. Um, but it's a little different. It's a narrower pool because um, it's only GB&I as, as opposed to all of Europe right, right, for, right. For, for, for the other side. Um, but they, they've hit, GB&Is have held their own at, at times. Um, I think, I, I think what, what, what you see when you see the Walker Cup and you see it when you watch college golf on the Golf Channel is you see the future of golf. Um, and I'm not going to get into the golf ball rollback. That's a whole other day's topic. But but club head speed and strength and distance is just unbelievable. And you, you see Aberg, who's 23, and you see these kids that played this weekend. They're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And, and they're manhandling. I mean, you're out of real estate at the old course. You're out of real estate, and they're manhandling that golf course, and they play the golf course in such different ways than my generation or 
any other generation before them has ever played. So that that to me is the real real wonder of watching the Walker Cup. And I tell you what, we are uh, at the end of our first hour, but I've got to ask both of y'all. This is again me being the peripheral fan of golf. And I, I got to tell you, you're going to have me watching it this year, Mike. I mean, I'm going to be camped out in front of my TV watching it while I'm watching it. Now there'll be NFL on. You, know, you have to be up. Uh, you have to be up early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's six-hour yeah. time difference. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. But keys to the victory for the United States. Now, so I tell you, we'll start with you, John. Uh, what What do you think is going to have to happen? Like, and Mike's made the point of saying several times, it's been 30 years since uh, we've won across the ocean. What's going to be? What's going to have to happen for the Americans to win this year? We typically have suffered at foursomes. We have learned we don't play that format very well. We need to play that format well. Okay. We do well at four ball. We do well at singles. Um, foursomes is is a different animal. It's a complete alternate shot, and it requires a level of teamwork and, a, and there's a rhythm to it that's different. Can we do it? Can we win? Oh, I think so. I mean, again, good play solves all problems. We we got a squad. If they show up and play good, they're going to win. Other side shows up and play good, they're going to win. It's it's really like, it, it's like an NBA final. I mean, they're, they're, these folks are there. Nobody's bad. Yeah, they're all yeah, good. Yeah. It's just a matter of where they bring it on that particular yeah. day. Very uh, same question to you, Mike. You know, I think for for the United States team, and John brought it up earlier, putting. You know, you've seen Scotty Scheffler struggle with his putter. I think that Sam Burns probably would have been on that team regardless, but I think his relationship with Scheffler played a huge factor in that, and he's a great putter. Um, you know, and I think that, that that might be beneficial. I also think that it's pretty important for Justin Thomas to round into form. I think that – I think we've got a great chance. I really do, and I think that um, – I honestly think that – Brooks Kepka and Justin Thomas might be the rallying cry that, that pushes the United States to victory. I think that those are two guys that um, there's some controversy surrounding, and I think that, that our guys could rally around those guys and do something great. I think that that's probably what differentiates us from the European team is that, yeah, and, and, and there may be controversy surrounding those guys that we're just unaware of because of proximity, but – um, I, I do think that, um, I, I, I think that I think we're going to win. I mean, well, very good. I like yeah. it. Uh, well, John, appreciate you coming in here thank in the you, first thank hour. Thank and, you for uh, having me. I got to call, uh, some Campbell, uh, volleyball this past weekend. Did you really? ECU. Yep. They were in a four team tournament, Campbell, App State, uh, ECU, obviously, and then Bethune Cookman out of Florida. So I got actually, I did two uh, Camels games, and you guys look good. You got a good volleyball team. You didn't have 90,000 people like they had at Nebraska last no, week? No, we did not. In fact, uh, we might have had, you know, I don't want to denigrate. No, no, there, no, no. There might have been 90 people. Well, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's there you okay. go. Well, thank you for having me. Thank I you so much it. for coming in. Good I appreciate you, you doing it. Yeah, ma'am. That is John Marshall. We are wrapping up the first hour of uh, today's show. Take care, dude. Uh, we're wrapping up, coming up in our second hour here, Shiver Person from uh, the Down East Wood Ducks and Mike Martin hanging around for another hour go. here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.